Well, good morning. Hey, let's give all of our kids and all of our volunteers another big round of applause. Can we do that? The next preachers, the next teachers, the next Sunday school leaders, the next generation of Christians is uh, right here in the front row, all right? Uh, so if you're uh, not of the immediate next generation, it's our job, it's our responsibility to be a part of uh, raising them and uh, teaching them and uh, helping them and guiding them and walking beside them, and uh, let's do that, okay? Church, we can do that. Hey, I want to talk to you real quick this morning just about uh, uh, some necessity, some essentials, some uh, really important, needed things. Uh, what I want to talk to you a little bit about is, is just how to be the essential Christian. We, we, we've been talking about uncommon. We could just simply say, uh, what does it take to be the uncommon Christian? What does it take to be uncommon what a, <laughs> I'm going to give the answer. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Rhetorical question. <laughs> nope. You ever feel like you completely lost control? <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel right now. Jesus says two, two statements, two things that, that really get at being a, the uncommon Christian. Uh, being uncommon, this essential aspect, what's needed to live the Christian life. He says two things that, that galvanize us to being uncommon. He makes uh, two statements uh, that are catalysts to us being essential. That pointing us in the direction of what's necessary. You've already heard them time and time again throughout the service. There's two statements that Jesus makes in Matthew chapter 5. If you want to go ahead and turn there with me, go to Matthew chapter 5. And we're going to just really briefly look from verse 13 to verse 16. Jesus makes these two statements that tell us how to live the uncommon Christian life. Six seventy-seven, by the way, in your pew Bibles, if you uh, need to reach for one of those. The first one is this: "You're the salt of the earth." The second one he's going to follow up with, you're the light of the world. Verse 13, uh, you're the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, it can't be made salty again. It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You're the light of the world. A city on a hill can't be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. These two statements that Jesus makes tell us what it is that uncommon Christians do. How to live this essential Christian life. Well, let's begin with salt. You're the salt of the earth. 
When Jesus says you're the salt of the earth, what he's saying is not that you add flavor to the people around you. In the first century, salt was not primarily about flavor, although it does add that. It was primarily a preservative. Some of you who have lived long enough know about salt. You had to have salt in order to preserve meat. Anything uh, that, that would gain bacteria and rot or spoil, you had to put salt on it. Right? Science tells us that, uh, that you put salt on that stuff because it sucks up all the water and doesn't allow the bacteria to grow. And so what he's saying with you're the salt of the earth is, hey, hey, you all have a great opportunity to be essential to the world that's around you all the time. Uh, you, maybe that's at work, and maybe that's at school, and maybe that's in the cafeteria, and maybe that's in the combine. Are you with me? Uh, it doesn't matter where you are. Uh, Jesus takes this very common image of salt, and he says, hey, you're it. Wherever it happens to be that you are, uh, you need to be about preserving what the kingdom is about wherever you are. Right? So, so maybe you're at your home, and, and, uh, and, and you're in your living room, and, uh, and your kids are whining at you. Not that that ever happens in my house. Uh, maybe they're fighting with one another. Uh, maybe you and your spouse are, are having a little tiff. Not that that ever happens in my house. And, uh, and, 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 and the air is just ripe for conflict. Are you with me on this? And you have an opportunity in the moment to be salt. What will you do? This is the uncommon Christian life. This is what... Jesus is pointing at in, in the essential of what it takes to be Christian. He's saying, will the kingdom reign there? Will Jesus be involved in that kind of conversation? Will it blow up into a, a mountain of conflict? Or will you, you, you lower the decibel level? Will you be at peace? Will you answer kindly? Right? And this can happen at work. Kids, it can happen at school, can it? You're going to have the opportunity someday. And you're going to be sitting there, and you're going to be taking a test, and you're going to have the opportunity to cheat. What are you going to do? Not cheat. This is, be, this is being salt. Will you be the preservative? Will you preserve the kingdom for those who are around you? Will you represent Jesus in that way? And adults, we have opportunities to cheat too, don't we? We have opportunities to cheat when we're at work. And uh, uh, we, can, we, can, we can say that we're coming in at this time, and, uh, and we're really not showing up until a half an hour later. And yet we're still getting paid for that half an hour, right? Uh, maybe we can go out to the golf course and, and uh, try and steal a couple holes because, uh, because we like golf, Right? Uh, maybe we can cheat on our, on our financial books and, and we have an opportunity to just simply say, I will be salt in this moment. Jesus is in charge of me and I'm going to see to it that wherever I am, I'm going to preserve the kingdom. I'm going to preserve the kingdom, my circle of influence. And then he says, you're the light of the world. What's he saying when he's saying you're the light of the world? He's saying... Quite frankly, are you available wherever you are? 
You see, in the first century world, uh, we didn't have lights everywhere. We didn't have light pollution. We couldn't look from space and know, oh, look, look, there's all the light, right? No, we couldn't do that. And so light was extremely important, and it wasn't overly available. And so, and so what Jesus is simply saying is, hey, Christians, uh, those of you who desire the uncommon Christian life, are you available Are you constantly being available to all those who are around you to be the kind of person that God wants? You see, I've not mentioned it yet, but early on, right before Jesus begins talking uh, in the the Sermon on the Mount, and and I I want to tell you what he goes and he preaches. In verse 23 of chapter 4, Jesus says this, or Matthew says this about Jesus. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among people. Look, people, Christians, the essential is this, that you would go about, however it is that you do it, wherever it is that you are, preaching the good news of Jesus. The kingdom, the kingdom is not hard to preach. The kingdom is this, acting like Jesus is in charge. So wherever it is you find yourself, wherever it is that you are in the conversations that you have, you have an opportunity to act like Jesus is in charge. From the classroom to the conference room to the combine, you have an opportunity to be salt and light. What is Jesus saying with these two statements? He's saying this really powerful thing. Christians, the world needs you. You are essential. The world needs you to be uncommon. This last week, something crazy happened. There was this 24-year-old, his name was Nathan Edmiston, and he passed away just kind of very mysteriously. I knew Nathan because uh, when we lived in Rushville, Illinois, uh, he came with me on a missions trip to Mexico. And we went down there uh, in a hot, hot, hot summer. Uh, We camped out, and he helped part of our team build a house down there, hand over the keys to someone that didn't have a home before we got there. I was reading through his obituary online, 24 years old. I was reading through his obituary, and I was shocked, shocked to find in all the comments that his mom was making and people were making online, it said, Nathan went on this mission trip to Mexico as a teenager, and it changed his life forever. And I thought, I had no idea, I had no idea that that was going to make any kind of impact on anybody's life like that. And yet when it comes time, and it was time for him to go, and Jesus called him home, the thing that shows up in his life is salt and light. I couldn't wait to do it. People, we have no idea what impact you might make by simply doing the things that God is asking you to do by living in the kingdom, living like He's in charge. You are essential. You are essential. 
and the world needs you. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you so much for your word, for opening it up to our lives. Help us to live as salt and light in this world. In Jesus' name, amen.